0: love it love it, love it Thursday night we are hanging and banging with uh, my buddy B. Spinny is on the road again today uh, I'm Ron Onesty and I am so thankful that you have joining us each week here this is our uh, what is it like our 83rd episode it's hard for to separate it's our second season but 83 times uh, plus actually with reruns we've been on uh, every Thursday night and you guys have been great and supportive but tonight we are going to touch on that juicy, saucy blues that we haven't really talked a whole lot about on this show. And uh, recently, I just had Buddy Guy, Kenny Wayne Shepherd. I love that stuff. We said, why not put together a show uh, with that? And we've got uh, a couple of great blues legends, guitar, crazy people. And I'm looking forward to talking to them, Albert Cummings, and also Dana Fuchs. But right now, let me bring my big brother, all of our big brothers, the legendary Carmine Apiece to the microphone, Carmine.
2: And i got a microphone here so what is that a nineteen
0: 1968 that, that
2: uh... that's just an akg i use i was using it for vocals but i put it here and i actually use it for a left ambience mic on the drums when i
0: record i'll tell you what you know what i, I getting with you guys and talking to these drummers you know learning on how complex the drum part of things is yeah, I will let you be here. This looks somewhat like that. Oh, somebody just we'll said like they
2: love you. your outfit. I'm going to have to do that next week. Well, next so, week I'll be in Disney World. I can't do it next oh, week. Oh, wear your ears next week. In two weeks. Two weeks I'll be I'll be in Disney World doing this somewhere. But in two weeks I'm going to wear my black sparkle jacket and my right. my sparkle shirt, my black sparkle shirt. Well, and I'm wearing in two weeks right? to wear something cool.
0: I wear something cool all the time. Today, I am, we're doing, look at the skulls on this. That's this really is because nice. I'm doing a Mardi Gras kind of a nice. thing. I was telling you earlier, it's either a Mardi Gras thing or a, a Liberace impersonation. But, yeah, uh, that's but, good.
2: uh <laughs> I like the Liberace impersonation. All, all you know I'm wearing, I'm wearing this, this, this here stone that I bought in St. Martin. All these stones I'm wearing, this one, that one, this look one. you they like turquoise stones, and this one I bought in Saint Martin. Beautiful! It's like an arrowhead. It's a really pretty stone.
0: I Like that stuff. I like turquoise. turquoise. I notice. But, but next two
2: weeks, I'm gonna I'm gonna get you.
0: All right. Well, let's so let's Vinny have be, a, Vinny will be wearing his t-shirt. Let's do a shirt. we'll do a jacket off a jack off or jacket off. <laughs> I mean a jack. mean
2: a, <laughs> jacket off. There you
0: go. All right. <laughs> hey, you know we get this is this is incredible comedy. However, I think we should bring to the microphone our special guest tonight. Um, Very, very excited. I've been a huge fan for a long time, this guy. I'm telling you, you you talk Stevie Ray Vaughan, you talk Jimi Hendrix, you talk these kind of guys, Albert Cummings comes into the conversation. Let's have him come into our show. Welcome Bluesman Extraordinary, Albert Cummings. Hey, buddy.
3: Hey, Hey, everybody. Hi, Carmine Ron.
2: Hey, man. Well, first of all, we have to talk about the gas pump behind you. Yeah, I know we talked about it, but t- you got to tell the people what that is.
0: Yes.
3: That well, is so it's cool. not really a gas pump, even though it looks like a gas pump. So it's a guitar case. So, like you put your guitar in there, and it lights up, and there's uh, a
2: light up You can so pretend you that be- you've
3: got gas in there, and you know, yeah. you, you it
0: says Fender on top. <laughs> is
2: there a guitar? Yeah, of course it now? says
0: Fender. Is there any other brand? That's right, none. Hey, so huh. what 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 Fender uh, model uh, got the honor to be in the in the case. case? Hold on, let
2: it? me give you a roll. Hold on, I need a roll for that one. Okay, what is it?
3: <laughs> There's nothing in there. It's empty. Oh
2: no! What a disappointment. So I,
3: I, I can go get one and put it in there, but no, no,
0: no. It has yeah, to earn it's, its. It's, it's kind state. of empty.
3: Well, it, my primary guitar was in there for a while, but. I had to take it over. It's getting a new neck today. I wore out. It's getting its third neck. Wow! I wear I wear out guitar necks.
2: You should sell them. Well, eBay. the first one sell is in. The fender. Merch ta- it's, sell them at your merch table when you wear wearing yep. out. People would love <laughs> guitar that. necks. Yeah. Well, let me I mean, ask I you. I just I, I just got a new merch website, CarmineMerch.com. Oh, really? I got you know a new new t-shirt. I got a kudo a really beautiful design for a new T-shirt with my old logo, but, you know, I sold drumsticks that I played on that are destroyed. I used to break them and throw them away. And the people said, man, we'd love to buy those. I said, okay, we put them on there. I had four pairs. They sold out in like four minutes. Nice. I said, wow. So you need my more my person's more running it, so don't throw any drumsticks away anymore.
3: Yeah, well, you should just go buy, like, used drumsticks and just put them out there, right? Just, well, <laughs> just play I one, can't. just all day long. I, <laughs> I Carmine. All, all you got to do stick. is hit, hit the see. drums a couple of times with them, and they're yours. Yeah, but you said
2: I can't do that because it's my own stick. You see, there's my logo on it. Uh, still, see it. no, Carmine, right here. You're going to have so, to get a well, magic marker. Yeah, so I have to bang it. This one's getting beat up pretty good in the other pair. So I'm going to, little by little, I'm going to get some more. When I go on the road... It makes it easy to break. But Carmine, sports. let me let yes. me help
0: you with this. Okay. okay. We get like for example, Brett Michaels comes, you know, comes by us from Poison. And he will every other song change his hat. Change his hat. At the end of the show, he's got 12 hats he's selling to these girls. It's crazy. So here's what I want you to do. Every day for an hour, play the drums with 10 different pair. Just play them. Yeah. Now you got 10 pair of used sticks. You're welcome. I will I will do that. You're welcome. Okay, thank you. And let yeah, me just no, say I'll say something when we play the show
2: there next uh, whenever it is the I'm excited
0: to have you, man. But let me yes. say with Albert Cummings, one yeah. of the greatest blues guitarists in history. But I'm gonna say you got one accolade it uh, uh, higher. You're talking I, about
3: still, wait, you're talking about me? Yeah, I'm talking about you.
0: <laughs> but you, there's one accolade, accolade higher than your guitarisms. You've yeah. got a freaking million dollar smile. Yeah, all right. <laughs> Look yeah. at this guy. Yeah, Come yeah. on, <laughs> it's you got a happy smile. Uh, Listen, yeah. how many? Let me ask Where do I get
3: to a million dollars? <laughs> <laughs> let me ask you a question. How many <laughs> blues? I guys give can you
2: a, can I train in give me it? Me
0: Let me ask you a question. How many blues guys got a good smile? Not a whole lot. I, I don't know. I mean, you, I got, you, got, you, got, you got all your teeth. There's a the start. <laughs> although buddy guy has got a great smile yeah he does buddy's got a great smile yeah it's cool so tell me about um about your new album man it's really really cool man i tell you what very excited about it well it's the
3: biggest thing i've ever had in my life really i mean i could talk about it all night i'm i'm like more excited about this record than i've ever been on anything it comes out a week from tomorrow april April eighth, and uh it's called ten because it's my tenth album, and I but I think it's ten times better than all my other nine to put together, and, wow. and oh, cool. the list That's of great. players and people that are on it are phenomenal. I mean, who's on know, it? I'm, I'm Vince so Gill. Vince Gill's on it. Yeah. Uh, great. Uh, Chuck Ainley was the producer. Uh, he's from Nashville, and okay. <laughs> he's done everybody from the original dire straits to all the mark Knopfler's, to all the all the george Strait stuff miranda labbert dolly reba big and rich vince gill on and on and on and on and on and on and, and uh chuck is just incredible and the whole record really has a sound that that comes from chuck i mean he was a big part of the band and uh on bass is a guy named glenn wharf i don't know if you. If you know these people, Carmine, like uh, I,
2: I don't know
3: he, that name. Well, he's he's th- these are all first call players. Like Vince Gill told me, and you've got the best players in Nashville on this record. I'm like, yeah. well, hey, that's probably why to- I
2: don't know him because I didn't I didn't know many people in Nashville. How about you? Them. Must you must the know Rock Greg people. Morrow,
3: Carmine? Uh, you know Greg Morrow?
2: I don't know Greg Morrow.
3: No. So Greg's yeah. like the guy they use on all those easy Top records, or yeah. or like, uh, I mean, Greg's on every album yeah. you could ever imagine he doesn't even know how many albums yeah. he's been What does he what does he play drums? Drums.
2: Okay.
3: Yeah. 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 I mean, and like,
2: uh, Mike I don't know session guys from uh from Nashville. Well,
0: how yeah. did you land in I mean, a blues guy, I would think, you know, I think mean you got some Muscle Muscle Shoals connections there we'll talk about, but uh how did the, how did the the uh how did you land in Nashville as opposed to like, you know, down south in Alabama or something if you're really trying to get that blues sound? Well, I'm not
3: really trying to get a blues. Sound. I'm trying to get the Albert sound, man. I'm I'm like uh, I'm known in the blues world probably more than any other world. But I I started out playing five string banjo. I'm a little country kid, you know. As a twelve year old. Yeah, as a twelve year old. And <laughs> where and, uh, where are you
0: from originally? Massachusetts. Um, right, right. How does a Massachusetts guy get into blues? Yeah. How
2: do you get banjo <laughs> from Massachusetts?
3: Oh, well, wow. I say I always say it's like a it's a it's a state of mind where I'm from. It's not the type of music, you know. Right. <laughs> yeah, you're right. But blues makes me feel good. That's why I smile all the time. That's that's you know.
2: But, but you played but, with Johnny Winter,
3: right? Yeah, I toured a lot with Johnny Winter. Yeah, what Johnny what years was, uh,
2: did you play with Johnny? About
3: uh I'm gonna guess I don't know how long has he been dead. I I probably about maybe three, four years before he died. He was out uh, and I toured a lot with him back then. Yes, I, we I don't remember the day, a lot, so.
2: we played a lot of shows with him with cactus. Johnny nice. Winter and that had Rick Derringer, and uh, yeah. it was it was a lot of fun. And actually, Edgar used to play with him at times too. Before, nice. Before so Edgar how would you
0: guys got... say? I mean, I've had my own experiences a lot with the the Frankenstein himself, you know, with Edgar, yeah. and uh and I know Edgar one of the and you know Edgar the sweetest guys in rock and roll ever. I um, mean, really sweet, nice guy. I didn't have any experience yeah. with Johnny. What, what was, was he, is he like Edgar? Was he a, a, a dichotomy of Edgar? Was he?
3: Well, I don't have the pleasure of knowing Edgar, so I can't, I can't say oh, if he's well, like I, him. I, mean, I knew I, them, I knew
2: them both. And they were oh, very right. similar. They were very similar. You know, but Johnny, was, Johnny, well.
3: Johnny was a real sweetheart. He was always yeah. very kind to me. And, uh, yeah. he was kind to everybody. Just, yeah. just a sweet guy. I get to, I got to hang out with him a lot. And, uh, and you know, it's just that's a those are priceless memories that I just can't believe I've had, you know. Yeah. All,
0: all those so guys he, and he appeared, you know, again as um <clears throat> I would see him in interviews. And again, I didn't never have the, the honor nor privilege to work with Johnny, but uh he, he seemed a little a little rougher around the edges than Edgar. I mean Edgar could could be a Boy Scout, I'm honest to God. But uh but I just wasn't sure about that. But I know the uh the Winter family are really, really cool
3: really nice. Yeah. Well, well, Johnny was just getting better and better because he was coming out of the, you know, they, they started to pull him off all the stuff that he was on medications and all that stuff. And he started to come back alive really. And, uh, he really changed. I mean, from when he first started to come back out to when he really got healthier and everything. So it was a real surprise that he went down like that. Yeah, that was, that was terrible, but I have they a funny it. Johnny winning for, story for you. You want to hear it funny? Like, Please. Well, it's not, I don't know. It's just a funny, it's a guitar thing, but I play a, a Fender amp called the Viber King. Mm-hmm. And it's a really, it's a custom shop amp. It's 60 watt hand, hand wired. I mean, you can't get that thing up in volume or it just blows the, the room away. Right. And I play it on around two. And uh, we were playing in uh, Annapolis, Maryland. I remember in, something went wrong with Johnny's amp and I opened for him. and uh, they came and they said, can we use your amp? I said, sure, sure, no problem. And the whole time that I was playing, people were like, like, you know, ears, yeah. the, you know, fingers in the ears. And I was trying to be very careful of that. And back then I wasn't playing with Plexi in front of my amps and I do that right. now. So people don't really get hurt or whatever, but it was kind of a loud room and uh, <laughs> Johnny bring that amp out. And he played he played volume on ten and treble on ten everything else off. Wow! And he turned that amp on with a Gibson Firebird. Oh my God! It was like the whole room. I even put napkins in my ears. And it, and it wasn't it wasn't even the guitar tone. It was the buzz that was coming out of yeah. the amp. It was like that was just coming at you. But yeah, Johnny didn't care. You know, he, it was Johnny Winter. It's like it was Johnny Winter. It's like, like back,
2: I back in the old days, he was using stacks of Marshall's, like they all did. Hendrix did, and everybody. Yeah, played yeah. through these stacks of Marshall's, and were so yeah. loud. Yeah, that they didn't have PA's either. And for a drummer like myself, that's why I ordered big drums. I thought they'd be bigger, louder. Right. You know? And eventually, I ended up getting a drum amp myself. I used a Shender Offender Showman really with two bottoms with mm. a little itty-bitty sure uh, mic. Uh, really? And you yeah, plug, plug that mic into and that I plugged in? all them them, five mics, two bass drums, a snare, a low <laughs> And then when we played with <laughs> Hendrix, Mitch Mitchell asked me wow. if he could use my drum amps. I said, sure. You know, nice. Because there were no... No monitors, no amp, no, no, big right. PAs, and you know, oh, he had, nice. Hendrix had three stacks of Marshalls, and Noel Redding had three stacks of Marshalls. Tim Bogert had five dual showman bottoms. Wow, uh, keyboard player had two, two dual showman bottoms. Added, you know, he took the mic and Mike the double Leslies he had. The Leslies have 300 watts, yeah. the Al-Katar player had like one big stack of Marshalls. <laughs> it was a drummer's <laughs> nightmare.
3: Yeah, you know? I, the sound members loved it.
0: Yeah, yeah,
2: everybody's deaf because of those days. Yeah, right. Yeah. What Including myself. Yeah,
0: what? Including no. myself. What? 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 There it is. You, you got to be deaf in those theaters. Oh, come on. Where's the I know. I need the Ruby guy. Hey, uh... I know you've got your experience you know we've we've at least us uh, uh in front of your playing uh, you guys you know we've learned about Muscle Shoals for the most part uh from Leonard Skinnerd, um and but uh, but you guys had the actual Muscle Shoals experience can you walk us through a little bit about that whole dynamic down there
3: well it's uh it's a cool place I was I've done a lot of records with Jim Gaines who's like Mm-hmm. He did all of Steve Miller. You know Jim yep. Gaines, Carmine? Yes, yes I do. Uh, I know the name. Yeah. I don't know him personally. All, he did all of Steve Legend. Miller, all of, all of Huey Lewis. He did Stevie Raisin step. I step. Mean, one of the greatest guys ever to be in a studio with. And, and he lives down near Memphis now. He used to live in Memphis. <clears throat> and I called him. I said, I watched this documentary on Muscle Shoals. Have you ever seen that? The yes. Muscle Shoals on Netflix or whatever it is? Mm-hmm. And I said, why don't I go there and do a record? Because, like... Chicago's on my radar, by the way, because oh, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to do an, a record in every city. This is what I would like to do, like every major city where there's where there's music. That's what I want to do. Uh, but so I, I called Jim. I said, I, I want to go to Muscle shows and do a record. And Jim said, well, he said, "They got a sound down there. Albert. I said, what do you mean they got a sound? He's like, well, it's not really your sound. It's kind of they got their own sound. I said, well, it <clears throat> doesn't matter. I still want to go. I want to go down there. Can you, can you see what you can find out? So he ended up, he ended up booking us in fame studios, which is like the most popular mm-hmm. studio down there. And literally you, you drive into muscle shoals and on the sign, as you drive in home of fame studios on the town sign, you know, it's like the biggest thing that ever happened in muscle yeah. shoals was this studio. Sure. And, uh, and I'd watched the documentary, but I didn't really know what was going on. And I remember being there and of course, every city has their player style. So Muscle Shoals has got more of a groove style and that, that soul style. And uh it was a every day they'd give two tours at, in fame studios. So they like, they're like 10 right. minutes people pay 10 bucks. Then they come in, they get yeah. to walk around the studio and see what, you know, who cut this and who cut that. Look at the pictures on the wall. And, you know, there's Hank Williams Jr. Pictures and there's, there's Waylon and there's Merle and there's like, Jerry Reed, and there's people all over this thing that have recorded there, you know. And uh, I was playing with a with with a keyboard player's name was Clayton, and he was a second generation Swamper, right? Like yeah. Leonard Skinner, you know. Muscle Shoals has got the Swampers, swampers. they know a song or two. That's in yep. Sweet Home Alabama. Yep. That's what he's talking about. <clears throat> and that was the band that was in the studio. So I was with Clayton. He was a second generation, and we were all set up. It was like the third day in and most of the tours had been coming in. They're like two people, three people, five people, you know, just five, 10 minutes. They're in and out. You don't even have to get out of your, your, where your area is and everything. They just tell you, just sit tight. We'll only take a second. And it's part of booking there. And it's fine. Cause you get a, get a water break, get a coffee, whatever you're doing. And, uh, so they, they come in with this one, uh, Is that noise on me? I'm sorry. <laughs> what is, that? is that a dog? No. no, I'm hearing noise in the background, but it's not me. I I think.
2: No, I don't have any here.
3: Uh, anyways. My, dog, my dog's inside. <laughs> so they, they come in with this tour, and Clayton was at the, those little or piano, like a little small, you know, I don't know if you're familiar with those little, I'm sure yeah. you are. You know. and, and, the, and the tour guy says, and this is where Aretha and this is the this is the keyboard where aretha cut never loved a man and it hit me it was like oh my god i'm in freaking royalty here i'm in like i'm in like i'm in like a musical royalty studio and it was just from then on it was like a whole different feel it was like this is so fun. This is
0: so amazing. You know, so and that's what people say that part of that, part of the vibe of a whole record, it's almost like another the, the fact that you're there, it's like having another player. You know, it's that kind of a thing.
2: So I'm is, curious, what what label is your new record coming out
3: on? Well, it's on Ivy Music, which is which is my own label. So it's a huh. self-release on this one. However, uh, we've got probably the one of the greatest marketing teams working this record in the whole country from Los Angeles and Crocial Entertainment. And uh, it it is, things, things are happening that are so exciting to me, I can't even begin to tell you about it. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. And I mean, just talking to you guys is a big deal for me. So, yeah, uh, you know, it, this is all good
0: stuff. You know, what would be a big deal for us? Albert is if we could play just a little bit of 10, would that be okay? Yeah. yeah. Let's, yeah. Uh, let's uh, let it rip there, Ben. Nice, I love that stuff. Good nice voice, you dude.
2: You got, a, you got a good
0: voice. Thank That's you, like Tom. great, Thank like you. washing yeah. your car music, you know. That is like yeah, really yeah. good stuff, man. <laughs> washing your car music. I mean, you know, you're like, yeah, and that
3: sound, good
2: guitar <laughs> sound, yeah. too. Yeah, oh, so yeah who's yeah. on that track? Obviously,
3: you playing, yeah, lead Greg, and
2: singing. So,
3: yeah, Greg Morrow on drums, Michael Rojas on uh, keyboards, piano, and uh. Glenn, Glenn Wharf on bass, and then uh, Rob McNelly's also on guitar on the second guitar on that one. Yeah. And Rob's Rob's uh, like he was with, I think he was lead guitar for so Bob Seger for the last... gu- Is that rhythm guitar
2: he's on?
3: Uh, yeah, he's kind of he's kind of behind me on the on the rhythm in there. Yeah.
2: So when you're yeah. playing
3: lead, he's playing the rhythm. Yeah, he's covering all basses. I mean, Rob is That's like, cool. nice. I mean, I've never even been around a guitarist that good. I like he's your so voice. Good.
2: Like your voice, is real uh, definitely thank blues.
3: Thank you. Thank
2: Good you. Good voice.
0: It's a, it's an amazing voice. Like I said, it's 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 a whole package. Um, he said we'll talk about these coming to Chicago area on September 7th. We'll talk about that a little bit later in space. But you know what we like to do, guys. You know, this for me is too much of a boys' club. I'm telling you right now, we have to bring to the microphone a young lady <laughs> that I'm very excited. Again, a big fan of this lady. Um, let's bring the great Dana Fuchs up uh to the microphone. She there she is. Oh my goodness.
2: Yeah, Hi, looking at all hey, of Dana. us.
0: Oh my god. <laughs> that's, not, that's not a hard thing to do. So Dana, I'm just yeah. trying to <laughs> uh,
1: well. Thank you anyway. I'll take it anyway. I can get it. That was a great track, by the way. I was just yeah, it was Thanks, right?
3: Rock and roll. Dana, we met in Italy, correct?
1: <laughs> yes, we did. I was just thinking that.
3: Yeah. Where? You know, where year. are
1: you? Wow. Where
0: in Italy?
3: Where were I don't babies? know what the name of that town was, <laughs> but uh, I, remember having a, I remember having, I remember this town very specifically because that stage was so cool. It was like, it was like all these ruins lit up. And then, and then I had dinner with the mayor of that city that night with a translator. He and I shared a bottle of wow. wine and I, neither one of us could talk. I couldn't talk Italian. He couldn't talk English, but we had a translator and we shared a, a bottle of wine and I hung out. I don't know oh, where so you were, then, but. What time I, I, was you know,
1: your dinner with the mayor? Because. We oh. did the dinner with the mayor at like 1
3: a.m. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, he was on his second bottle then. <laughs>
2: Probably third. Uh, oh, yeah, about, but he I'm can like, handle it. Wear. I remember uh, playing that man, venue that was lit up ruins as well, somewhere in Italy. Yeah. Well, well keep in mind, guys,
0: every oh. vi- every venue in Italy has light lit up ruins. No, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> I remember him telling me about
3: that. Like, as you went to that city, it was like, Like it was like five castle kingdoms in from the ocean. I remember that, or something like that, right, Dana? Yes. I remember the I remember the mayor telling me that those castles would have different color smokes that they would let go up. So if the Vikings attacked from the ocean, the first castle would put up a certain color smoke, and the other ones knew to bunker in. Wow. And and that's how they communicated. That's why the castles were so like almost visible, like they could just barely see each other. So it's like.
0: Wow, that is like a really... There's a little
3: Italian castle trivia point. I love
1: the Italian castle trivia. You know, and it's so true that, like, anywhere you play in Italy, your backstage is always some excavated, like, old castle.
2: My my daughter's there right now. She's in uh, Ah. Rome, and she just went down to Naples. Mm. And I told her, this is where my family's from, from Naples area, you know? And uh, it's awesome. It's awesome.
0: Actually, yeah, I like ran into you know. a relative
2: that had the last name, our last name. Her name was Raff, uh, Raffaella Apice, you know. Apice. And, yeah. and she told some story about my grandfather ran away and went to America and never came back, but that was all BS. And my grandfather went to America with my grandmother, you know? So, I mean, I wish
0: you got a story. But, oh, yeah. There's a bunch of stories. that they, they come with uh, with nothing more than a whole lot, of just the clothes on their back and two suitcases full of stories. Yeah. I'm telling That's you. right. I'm telling <laughs> That's you. a good one. Hey, guys. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. Welcome back to Hanging and bangin' right here on Artists on Lockdown. Dana, so yeah. good to welcome you to our yeah, show. Man. Um, honest it's to great God, to be here. I can't wait I've been talking to Paige all day to try to get you to one of my places here in Chicago. Uh, because yes. I really not only am I a fan, but I hear you're six feet tall, so I'm really excited to meet you. And uh, for that reason, oh well, yay!
1: That's a, oh great! I love it.
0: Well, I'm only five four, so I'm really excited. My mom was five four,
1: so I know exactly where you'll you'll hit me. <laughs> I'm counting on
0: Where
2: are you? Where are you in the US?
1: I am in where Harlem, in New York City, at my oh, apartment. Guys. This is like my little studio room, and uh, cool. yeah, I've and been. We all, have, all, we have
2: all a place in New York too. Yeah, I'm in Florida. Where in yeah. New York, co- in. Uh Upper West. Okay. Yeah, Upper West, like Broadway and
1: 70th, around there. She's a Brooklyn girl. Nice. I mean, she's a Bronx oh, girl, I'm rather. From, Bronx uh, girl. I'm from Brooklyn. I'm from Brooklyn. She's a Jersey girl. I'm a Jersey girl. My dad was uh, from the Bronx. Though. We're in Jersey. We're in Jersey. Jersey. Um, I was exit. born in New Brunswick, but my parents lived in South Plainfield. What exit? <laughs> yeah, well, so so it's right? it's near Edison. <laughs> we used to have a place in Lakewood. Okay.
2: Right.
1: And, I was uh, two when we moved to Florida, so I don't remember much about it until I came back up at 19 and lived in Fort Lee for a minute, uh, um, make Subway sandwiches. <laughs> Fort Lee? Did you say
2: Fort Lee? Fort Lee. Yeah, because my bass player from Vanilla Fudge lived in Fort Lee, wow. originally from Ridgefield, New Jersey. I know Richfield, yeah. too. Yeah.
0: You know, I, I really want to touch on this, and, and I don't want to uh, belabor it, because I know you get asked about this all the time, uh, Dana, but, you know, about the whole Janice thing, because it's it's incredible. It really, really is what you did with that role, with Thank that, you. With, I mean, really. And I understand, uh, by the way, you guys, I mean, if you don't, if you're the one or two people on the planet that don't know uh, that Dana... Um, Portrayed uh, uh, on, on it was an off-Broadway presentation called Love Janice, and mm-hmm. um, and just incredible. And then the whole uh, across the universe thing. I mean, it's something I would love to expand on because it's really a, a, a piece of art that you created. I gotta say, and Thank I don't you. even know. I, I, I man, I'm really gonna cross the line here. Probably, I don't even know Janice. Was that good? Honest to God, wow. I'm not just saying it. No, but you know what? Because we know all about Janice, we know her raspiness, we know her soul, we know her passion. But um, I got to say, for when I what I've seen, you you took it to a complete another level. You really, really did. Wow, that's
1: quite a compliment. I have to say, doing that show just really changed everything for me because I just, I I just remember feeling more possessed on stage by the music than I had previously doing my own songs at the time i was trying to get a record deal we had just signed with a small label i was just starting to you know really play the blues clubs in new york when i got called in to do the janice play and i'll tell you that show was the last bit of inhibition i had in me where i was like eff it man i can't care about anything but the music it's not about how you look you know what i'm feeling like today it's just music has to take over. And I brought that, you know, that was the most valuable thing I got because that's what she did.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Well, I guess of all of us, I'm
2: the only one that knew her.
1: Wow. Okay. I
2: can tell you a funny story. Uh, We played the Miami Pop Festival, with Vanilla Fudge. Johnny Winner was on it. Vanilla Fudge, Grand Funk Railroad opened up. Janis Chaplin. And... At the end of the night, we had a blues jam. We played a, a 68 blues. Janice was singing, John was singing. John took the solo. You know, Janice uh, always had a bottle of something in her hand. Jack, I think it was Jack, or vodka or something. And John was taking the solo, and she was walking around the stage with the bottle, taking the sip. And she came over to me, and right? I'm playing drums. And she said, hey, have a sip of this. She stuck (laughs) it in my face and tipped the bottle up. Right? I didn't know what it was. But when I swallowed it, I was going to fall off that drum stool. It was so potent. And, you know, I was like, whoa. I'm trying to play. And I got such a buzz from that, just from that one gigantic hit. I said, how's that? I said, okay. <laughs>
1: yeah. Did you like it? Did you how did you feel
2: no, playing? I, I never know? I never like play drunk or no. stoned, you know, by cho- by choice. You know, I, I ended can't up either like uh, that. Or you know, when we played the film or somebody put acid in the punch
0: yeah, right. stuff like that. You know, you tell but, stories like that, I know. But,
2: but <laughs> never did I, you
0: know, of my own go on stoned or drunk.
2: But and you I say that, 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 Carmine. That I
0: you what? say that, but you guys, you know what I want to do because I'm, I'm a huge fan of Carmine's and I love the video from the fudge on the Ed Sullivan show. Now, I want yeah. you guys, Dana, Albert, watch. We're gonna, we'll play about 20 seconds of this, but you Great. tell me if this guy was on anything when he was drumming. You tell me. <laughs>
2: look at the animation nice quiet nice mind you he's the drummer of course
0: Talk
3: about
0: passion. Uh, right. uh, <laughs> Look at that. He looks like he's on. You got to go music. to the end. If you want to
2: see some real crazy stuff, you go to the end of it. That's where the crazy Take stuff is. Take right us. around there, yeah. That's the crazy stuff. It goes back to the intro, and then we all go nuts. <laughs> I like you leaning on a snare. Oh, I like you leaning that. on it. Symbol, I grab the symbol with the arm, and it cuts it off dead. You know? and I'm wearing the Italian t shirt under my shirt, you see
3: that? Once with hold, just so you can twirl it, you're holding that stick halfway. Yeah, oh yeah, come on, look at these
1: guys, this is nuts.
0: Awesome. Who does that today? I mean, right. that's awesome. a
1: jam. That's what I was about right. to say. Like, right. you don't see jams like that. They yeah. just right. feel in your guts.
2: Like, yeah. back when yeah.
3: bands actually you played. You know it's on funny? I, I always tell right. this story.
2: We went down the elevator, and there's a, they used to have not the automatic elevators. There was a black guy that ran the elevator. I was going down. And I said, Hey, man, how many people watch this show? He goes, Oh, about 50 million. And my stomach <laughs> just went, Whoa! Wow. <laughs> Until I got on the drums and I started playing
0: that was the end of it <laughs> Wow
1: well,
0: let me Dana. let me touch on before we run out of time already because <laughs> thank uh, you for
1: that though I, I needed yeah. that.
0: yes, yeah. I, I wanted to make that happen because I you, you gotta feel the carmine osity of it all. <laughs> well,
1: it also reminds me why I love doing music, especially live yeah.
0: performance. it's just it's that yeah. so
2: <laughs> it's that. it is it's that. that. Right.
0: So was there ever, I mean, obviously Dana, you had to embody Janice, you had to research obviously to depths that nobody else has done. You had to really, really take over that character and that persona. Was there ever a moment that you have a special, I don't know, that you that you feel like you touched her, you connected with her, that you, there's something that like, maybe there was a moment on stage, like, wait a second, you know, she's here, she's in here something.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. I remember it well because I was really always terrified in the first few months of the show of doing the song Summertime because her mm-hmm. vocabulary in that note-wise yeah. is just otherworldly. And there were notes that I was always aware of not hitting those first few shows. And that's when it I was talking about earlier where it was like, it's not about that. It's not about that. And I remember just getting washed over in goosebumps imagining her because I had to like, roll a joint, take a shot of whiskey and then go out and do summertime. And she had just written this letter home in the show, at least. I don't know how it really synced up in real life, but she had just written this pretty gut-wrenching letter home, you know, spilling all of her emotion and feelings. She was such an intellectual. Mm -hmm. And I remember it just, I'm getting goosebumps now, just feeling like her humanness washed over me in that moment and being like, screw everything, man. It's, it's about the music, like I was saying earlier. And I just felt like something, her spirit, something just went <laughs> And then I loved doing that song after that.
0: And you know, she doesn't one, really one get thing. the credit for the, uh, for, you, you mentioned being an intellectual. I mean, I can't imagine, I don't think I've ever seen an interview or anything with that word in the description of Chan- She's brilliant, she was brilliant. Yeah. She was such a thinker and a reader. Mm-hmm. You know,
2: she never sang anything the same. No. You know, it was like that. Like that song we just played. If we played it again, it would be different. Yep. You know?
0: Yeah.
2: And she never sang anything the same. First of all, number two, you're much better looking. Oh, thanks, Carmine. (laughs) She was was not really, uh, you know, a, a great looking woman. She almost looked like a guy, you know? And long hair and everything. <laughs> she, but, but she was, you know, and she was always drunk or something. Yeah, you
0: know? that's the sound But was she, she was uh, sexy by the soul. Right. Yeah. But I mean, she but By was the soul, sexy. by her
2: voice. Soulful. Yeah, like if Absolutely. she sang Summertime, that night, the next night she would sing it, it would be totally different. Mm. Different notes and everything. So wherever you learn which part, which one to sing with
1: the notes and everything, do you have to sing it the same every night? No, in fact, that's what I finally got hip to, Carmine. That's such a great point, where it was like, as long as I'm in the song and on key, improvise, mm-hmm. right? Sure, if, you, if you
2: had a voice that sounded like a voice, you know, you can improvise with it. Exactly. Because that's what she did every night, all the night. All the that time. was another... We played, we played with her a bunch of times when she was in Big Brother, you know, when she was by herself, and and she was just amazing. Character, charisma.
1: What did you <clears> like <throat> better? There was always this debate. I remember doing the research and then talking to the musicians in the you know in the show, you know, when when the show had to arc from Big Brother and she got into the cosmic blue. What what band did you I, like? I like better?
2: I liked I like when she was solo. You, you like solo Try that song. Yeah,
0: Try was one of my favorite ones. I love sing. that song. Have you ever hooked up? uh, That was awesome, David. Have you ever hooked up? I know the holding company is out. A couple guys, the original guys that uh, are out there. Have you ever hooked up with any of those guys uh, on the road?
1: For a while, Sam, Andrew, and I were writing back and forth. Um, But he, at the time, because the first Janice before me was uh, Kathy Richardson or Katherine Richards, because there's a Kathy Richardson actor, and then yeah, yeah. So she started touring with him, and they put a thing together for a while. We always talked about doing something, but it never came to fruition.
0: Hmm. Would you? Would she, you do is it? Is he
1: still alive? Of course. Now? I think Sam passed away, didn't he? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. yeah. There's yeah, only a couple right. guys left, but they're but they're out there. You know, um, Albert. I want to throw it to you for a second because I, I don't want to leave without. The, I'm a personal fan of of Meet the Man. I just think that is a freaking deep song. You've actually heard it? I have heard it. Um, wow.
3: Wow. Well, that's cool. So, well, Ben has it now. I sent the whole album to him. So,
0: yeah. Um, yeah. tell me, tell us about meet the man. I think it's freaking deep. And I think it's something because I had a very, you know, I lost my dad and had a very special relationship <clears throat> and, uh, uh, tell us about meet the man.
3: So meet the man is a, is re- really based on my father's beliefs about death. Mm. And, uh, uh he passed away in 2010 and i literally kissed him on the forehead and left him uh and i went home and wrote that song and that's that's how that song came along and i've been saving that song to record it in the right spot and uh yeah it's a pretty deep song it's a it's like one of those gospel numbers man it's like a that's you know it's a whole different side of me people have never seen but i love that song because of what it means to me so and i and i think it was his views, you know, he always said, oh, you know, someday I'm going to have to meet the man. You know what I mean? Yeah. And we're going to die. We're all going to die someday. And that was his that was his term. On it. So it's a it's a morbid kind of a theme about yeah. death and everything. But it's a, it's about going to a good place. So it's like it's a good song. You know what I mean? It's not a I don't, mm-hmm. I don't like any negativity in my songs. Um. So it's a, it's a hopefully an inspirationally good song.
0: Well, that's how I took it. I mean, it's, you know, I I don't even, frankly, I really don't even see the morbidity in it at all. I mean, I do see the, especially in light of what's going on. I know Dana, you've had, I'm like, gosh, I mean, I don't want to touch too much on this, but the the personal challenges you faced in in your life, you know, personally and the loss Uh, And your family and oh my goodness, the stuff that you've dealt and you still have a smile on your face, God bless you Hmm. for what you've been through. I mean, really, if you guys really, you know, I don't want to spend a whole lot of time on it, but, uh, but it's amazing. And, you know, this, this is something, you know, what, what meet the man is all about is something we all go through. And I think that song can help people. I think it's something to help you to come to terms with it. You know, they said,
3: they said I could give you a sneak preview on anything if you want to hear it, so you can. Let's you let's can do a little. Try. Yes, you,
0: please. <laughs> you can
3: you can try. It, it gets it builds as it goes. Like Dana, you know you build a song, right? Of it's course. Like you, build a, you build a solo, so it, it it builds. You're not gonna get you're not gonna get to the build probably, but uh, you're welcome to take a little preview on it if you want. Love and, to uh, hear. It. It's up to you guys. Sure. Fuck, man.
0: It's got, I know it's got chills. Easy cool, chills. It's kind of a darker approach, but you know, for ben, me, send me that,
2: like, ben, send me that song.
1: That yeah, voice. Yeah. The it's
0: voice, it's, it's like you can you can hear him like walking. You know what I mean? Yeah. That that tempo, yeah. that saying, I just love it. It's like dead oh, man oh. walking or something. Oh, that
3: is, yeah, <laughs> and I mean, there's there's nothing in there that my, my father didn't really say either. It was an Thanks. easy song for me to write, you know.
1: That's,
0: that's awesome. so haunting. The production is so great, too. The
1: yeah. opening
2: yeah. is just like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Great yeah. Yeah. stuff.
0: Yeah, Whoa. Let's hear, let's hear I want to talk uh, about borrowed time for a second here. Well,
3: oh,
2: my I God. Already got I, it. Albert, I'm, it. I asked Ben amazing. to send me it. I already got it.
0: Beautiful. <laughs> hey, now, let's that's talk cool. about your project. Because that, too, man, Um, I, I, I want to play something from that, if that would be okay with you. But tell me a little sure. bit about your project. After that, basically. I'm a little shy, but... <laughs> no, 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 man, wait till you listen to this stuff.
1: Well, like Albert, yeah. and as you know, I had a lot of family loss and I feel like I put a yep. lot of that behind me on the last album. Um, and mm-hmm. I also wrote a song from my the experience of kissing my dad on the forehead and you know, losing him a day and a half later, but...
2: Okay, now stop there both you. I kissed my mom as well. But it was really weird for me because the body is ice cold,
1: uh. right? Did you find that weird? My dad was still warm because he was alive. My mom, I was actually, she was in my arms in her final yeah. moments. So I was
3: just well, laying not, next to about, her, holding her. What about you, Albert? No, my, my father had just passed away like that oh, minute. Okay. so. But but uh, I know what you mean because I've done that you know on other yeah, family very, members very and, strange and friends and things like it's that. So I, I've I've had a lot of death in my family as well, and yeah. and uh, it's it's all part of life, I guess. And Albert, but do we feel like
1: we're so lucky that we have this vehicle of you know to just put it into this catharsis and get it out there, and then
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, I agree now. with that. I agree with that, Dana, and and I and I hope like when you were talking about like when what Janice did to you i mean i carry all my idols with me when i walk on that stage they're all with me i might be psychotic to say that no they're no all with me and when i stand when i go on that stage i literally become a different person in my mind i mean oh, I, yeah. I don't even think about it i just go and become something else and <clears throat> whatever you felt for that power for Janice, when you felt that come into you that's what you want every time you stand in front of that microphone, I and mean, you should see that mic as yeah. that vehicle that brings you to that place, and just go and let it all, let it just. N- nothing else matters at that point. Yeah. And, and yeah anybody's that's, ever that's seen that's
0: what it's about. Anybody's ever seen Albert Cummings, it, it is like you close your eyes, it's like Stevie Ray Vaughan jamming with the freaking Jimi Hendrix, because it's a, uh, it's an incredible experience. And you talk about, you know, exactly what you're saying, Dana, about the vehicle. Um, this song, Hard Road, uh, again, love the song, love the message and how much of, of what was inside of you truly, uh, that you get, cause I believe Hard Road is going to be the single.
1: Yes. I, you know, and I wasn't sure about that. We, you know, in the demos, I kind of was leaning toward borrowed time, but then when we got in and recorded everything with the full band, Hard Road just seemed to speak to everybody is the one that jumped out the most. And I felt like You know, we could have almost named the album that because it is a hard road. It's a hard road, like Albert just said, for everybody, right? Mm -hmm. So why the F can't we just all get along? I mean, we're all fighting the same battle. We all wanna be happy. We all don't wanna suffer. We don't want people we love to suffer and we all lose people we love, you know? It always confounds me that like, if, you know, I know it sounds so cliche and utopian. I, I heard this Buddhist monk speak once and he just said, imagine, close your eyes, just imagine. Everybody cared about everybody else for five minutes. Everything would cease.
0: All hatred would cease, all war, you know? So that's what they noticed. say
2: in the
1: Bible.
0: That's what yeah. they say. Look, you know what? If you don't mind, uh, Miss Fuchs, may we play a little bit of hard time. Yeah, sure. All right then, let's hear it.
3: Guys, <laughs> the car's going to be clean. love, I know it's
1: cheap.
0: Because some of your other songs, your voice is a little bit, I don't know, deeper, gravelier. Is, is this a—is this, this an approach you did intentionally? Like, I want to do something a little bit brighter. Sounds say.
2: like Janice.
0: Wow. Um,
2: your voice has got that Janice timbre um, to it.
1: You know, I did notice, like, over the years, I would start to sing a song live after recording it. When you're recording, you're in a studio and everything's really you know, you can dial in whatever you want on your
2: voice.
1: You can project over the band very easily. And then I'd get live and I'd be like, oh God, this is on my low break and I sound like this. (laughs) And I would see videos back live. And and then I started realizing, man, I can probably start upping the key to some of these. And then, you know, you fight with the guitar players who are like, no, E or A, and you know, like no, B. (laughs) I I find that
2: different, uh, that song, because you went from a verse right to a chorus. Usually, everyone has a pre chorus, right? Yeah, we and, usually do have a lot of good. Pre-chorus. And then it's middle eight. It's like an old rock song, you know? Yeah, that was pretty cool.
0: That's a great song. great A great album yeah. uh, that was uh, Hard Road. Sounds dope, Dan. That is awesome. Um, another, I, like uh, I know like all of us are to varying degrees, Beatles fans. And uh, your version of Helter Skelter was freaking kick ass. Really, I mean, oh, really loved What made you go down that road?
1: Well, you know, I had to do it in the movie. So Across the Universe, that was like one of the signature songs for my character. So, you know, after the movie came out, I started covering a few of them. What movie? What
2: movie? Across Across the the Universe.
1: universe. It's a film across the universe, but done by Julie Taymor. She's like a well-known theater director. Um, She did like Lion King and she's done great films. She did Frida about Frida Kahlo. She always takes historic- a big moment in history historical moments and then flips them on their heads so she took you know the 1960s with the sexual revolution the music revolution Vietnam Detroit riots race wow. riots and she just culminated it all in one psychedelic trip using the story of the Beatles she got the rights wow. and um wrote this film so I played one of the there were five main characters and my character Sadie was sort of a loosely Janice Jopliny well, Let's call it
0: Sexy Sadie please Sexy
1: Sadie I played yep. Sexy Sadie Yeah right
0: okay. I was kind
1: of the den mother of these little lost pups and I was the you know New York chick singer uh, you know on the scene in the 60s at the time at Cafe. Is Wild. it on
2: Netflix? Is that on Netflix? Yeah
1: it's
0: a really fun movie I got, actually I gotta
2: look at it I find like, it great
0: Well how much of it going into was it the um, the off, off Broadway presentation that really puts you into acting because you did you did a major you know you went a major jump there by going from music to acting. Is it what what did it for you? You know, it just
1: funny enough through music acting came to me. I, you know, I would not call myself a great actor. You know, I love Meryl Streep, Kate Blanchett. I'm you know I have not studied like they have. So you know the t- the two major roles I've done have been not that far from me. So, you know, rock and roll singer um, or Janis Joplin, you know, I had to learn a lot about Janis, but I was still a live singer who was performing in blues clubs every night. So it wasn't a huge stretch acting-wise, more of a stretch vocally for Janis. Mm, Right, yeah. Uh, And Across the Universe came to me because Julie Taymor, the director, had asked the people of Love, Janis, like, you have somebody who can do this (laughs) voice she was looking for the goddess of death and destruction. Like It wasn't even for Across the Universe. So I came in and I had to do all this weird chanting as Makali, the goddess of death and destruction. And so apparently Across the Universe was already in the works and they didn't have the character named Sadie. And after that, she I found out later after auditioning and going through the whole audition process that she'd actually written the part for me after that day of me recording as the Oh,
0: cool! Death goddess. So it was really fun. Albert, Gosh. when you someone one of our other guests, and it might have been Bonamassa, I'm not sure, but you know, one of the points that they said was uh, as far as their style of of playing um, when they're on stage versus like rock, they're out there, they're just they're just letting it all hang out, they're jamming, they're doing it. When your blues rock, when your roots rock, when you're that soulful stuff, does 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 it like? Is it like an out-of-body experience for you? Is it something like it just takes over your body and whatever happens happens kind of a thing? It is for
3: me. It, it, I've I've woke up on stage many times when I don't and I don't know where I am. Right. <laughs> yeah. Come out of come uh, out of a play. Come out of playing something and and literally have to take a breath and like look around and be like, where am I? Like I just woke up out of a dream. That I, and I and I go to that spot and I don't have any control over that. It just happens to me. I just it just goes. So, I, I don't. I I literally become a member of the audience when I when I play, and I just listen to what I'm doing because I, yeah. I play 99 percent of what I don't know when I play.
0: Interesting. You know, it just, wait, it just we build on that. Build on that. Well, it's, it's improvising. The it's
2: called improvising.
3: Right? Yeah, it's improvising, but it's let yeah. it's letting. You never it's play like, the
2: same you know, thing twice.
3: Surrender. We're We're right right I, I can't different. play. It. I can't play it the same way twice, and yeah. it's like. So I do just, you have
2: a problem when you have to do a video? I mean, I, I have problems. <laughs> yeah. Because I play whatever I you know play on a song, and then when it comes time to do the video, I try and learn what I played, but you know, it, it's difficult, you know. It's like a uh, certain yeah. film yeah. in a so certain
3: place like you a know, month ago. Where, to do that. We just did we did some videos and we had to we had to like you said, Carmine, had to had to like go with what was there. So it was like you know, it, yeah. really just playing along with it, but like still turn, it's like you're playing, turn your back you're playing so you it you want you're to play playing, something you know?
2: else. Yeah. You know, the famous one for me is, in, uh, you know, I play with Rod Stewart, I co-wrote Do You Think I'm Sexy? And I'm on the video. And you could see at the end of the thing there's a drum fill where it comes down dynamic and then there's a drum fill. Now I know it because I've heard it so many times. But when we <laughs> did it, I didn't have a clue what it was. So right. you, you see the drum fill go by, and you see me try and mine through it. it had nothing to do with the video I I played. Through. Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> It,
3: it yeah. looks I mean, silly now. Yeah. But, I mean, but it that, gives that's people a, something to complain an example. about. You don't that's hit an it right. example.
0: You know. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. Well, I know Dana. You've got uh, you've got a bunch of shows coming out uh, overseas. Um, hopefully, it happens. With the, God bless you with all that. I think Norway. You got some things happening.
1: Norway and Denmark. In fact, sadly, Germany was just canceled. I guess they reached this record. We were supposed to leave for Germany in three yeah. weeks, um, and they reached this record high—three hundred thousand cases in a day just a few days ago. So our agent and our label, Roof. It's just funny said, Guys, with all
2: that war stuff.
0: Everybody forgot about COVID.
2: Yeah, and
1: then you know, a ground war happening. You know, yeah. so people. And it's crazy line. because
0: that's gotta kill you. Because I know, I think you have eight or nine albums, and four of those albums recorded in Germany. So Germany's such a big market for you.
1: Released in Germany, most released, of them were yeah. released. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, Germany is a huge market for us, and it was. Are you on a German label? Yeah, Wilf Records
0: is based in U.S. Yeah. and Germany. I know them. And uh, Albert I know you're on the road you're coming to Chicago September 7th uh, at space right. at Evanston and um and you got a bunch of other things going on too as well right
3: yeah yeah it's really starting to go absolutely nuts I mean I think that schedule only shows a few months out there but we're going to Norway in October Dan I don't know when you're going but
1: oh, we're gonna um, be there at the very beginning of October
0: the first like, I think we go there on
3: the okay I think we're getting there when you're leaving so I oh, guess we're, we're, we're picking up where you're leaving damn. off
0: damn so. You guys are crazy. Like, you know, you see, in America, you don't see each other, but you see each other in Italy, in Norway. I think mean, I've <laughs> only seen you abroad, right?
3: <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah.
0: You guys, I can't thank you enough. We can't thank you enough, Dana and Albert, for being with us fun. tonight. A, uh, a lot of fun. And you guys are just incredibly... Great people, aside from, of course, legendary performers. So, thank you very much, and we're wishing you thank all you, the best, guys. safety, and health. And you know, they, these you, two
2: started a new thing on our show. We never really played tracks
0: before. Yeah, no, I love this. Oh, really? I, well, ah, I was listening this. I was listening to this stuff. I'm like, come on, this is just yeah, too good. good. Yeah, hey, hey, I, I want, want to hear stuff.
3: some more stuff. Can't you extend yeah. this a little bit? I know. You <laughs> more yeah, you play
0: another hour of just of mute, like DJ style. <laughs> yeah. you know? I want to hear the rest of
3: it. I got nothing to do. I got nothing. I'm ready. Well,
1: I, can, <laughs> I Albert, I can guarantee you I'm getting your album. I mean, that <laughs> song AMT. floored me.
0: Yeah, yeah it's a That's great a one. Uh, best to Aiden. Hope everything's good over there. And uh, just, again, keep safe, keep healthy. And everybody Nice to out meet safe. you guys. Yes, nice to meet nice you, to you guys. So we to see mind. you guys Thank again. You know. Yes, if let's we, do it again. <laughs> yes. And wow. we'll see all of you as we do every Thursday night right here, hanging and banging with my big brother, Carmine a piece, and Vinny Apice, when he's not on the road, uh, please check us out on uh, our iHeartRadio, on our, our podcast, on Spotify, and on our YouTube channel. Like us. Tell everybody about this because people are really loving it. So make sure you subscribe because we want to keep going. So subscribe to our YouTube channel. And uh, and please stay safe, stay warm, and stay healthy out there. Keep on rocking. We'll see you as we do every Thursday night, 6 p.m. Central, 7 p.m. Eastern, and 4 p.m. on the west coast so until next week we'll see you hanging and banging